Again, we thank you all so much for uh, being a part of our live stream service today. Um, again, if you're just joining us, we are uh, just grateful that we have this time and space to be together. Uh, thank God for technology that we're still able to connect this way. Uh, my name is Edrin Lee, pastor here at Sanctuary, and I just want to thank you for being with us. Uh, we, we want to continue um, in worship uh, by looking to God's word. One of the privileges that we have together is that we get to study God's word in community, to hear from God through God's word, and to also learn about God's goodness um, through our testimony and from hearing from one another. And so I'm grateful that we have the time to be together today. Uh, we're going to look again to Psalm 46, which will be a guiding, uh, a guiding passage for us throughout this season as we adjust to the realities of uh, what's happening in our world. Uh, we'll look again and again to Psalm 46 for some guidance. Um, but I want to just take a few moments and offer some encouragement through God's word um, as we continue in worship. Um, just a, a few, a mile even, from our church, just north if you're traveling on 94, um, there's a pretty interesting spectacle that I pass by almost every day on the way home or to work. Um, if, you travel, if you travel on 94, when you get around the 49th Avenue exit, if you look over to the left, there is an industrial area, a number of industrial companies there on the side of the freeway. And in the back of one of their lots, there's a pole. It's about 30 feet in the air. Um, and at the top of that pole is a, a very strange sight. There's a, a car, not a full-size car, but a miniature car, and there are two mannequins sitting in that car. One is, is sitting at the driver's seat, and then another is sitting like on top of the seats. Um, the driver's a, a guy. The, the, the one sitting on top of the seat is a young lady. Um, and along the side of that car is uh, the inscription, Psalm 4610. And I have no idea why it was placed there. I have no idea why, how long it's been there or what the story is behind it. But right alongside that car is the inscription, Psalm 4610. We heard it a little earlier, be still and know that I am God. Now, before I, I came here to work at Sanctuary, I served another church here in North Minneapolis. And I, we lived at that time in the West Metro, and I would drive that way each and every day to work and back home. And that sign, that car on a pole that I have no idea why it's there, became for me a memorial, a reminder of God's faithfulness. As I headed into the office every day, um, unsure of what ministry would bring my way that day, I was able to get a reminder right before I jump off of the interstate that God was with me and that God was encouraging me to be still and know that I am God. And then after a hard day of ministry, as I was driving home, I was able to again be reminded to be still and know that I am God. And I, I, I hold to moments like that. Those are holy moments for me. And I believe God was speaking to me as a very young pastor, someone trying to figure things out and reminding me just to trust and know that God was God. Now, maybe you're watching and you're listening today, and maybe a car on a pole on the side of an interstate 
is not really something that you find encouraging. Maybe you are so caught up in the moment of what's happening in our world that you need much more of an assurance. Well, the good news for us, brothers and sisters, is this, that God has placed what I'm calling certificates of assurance all around us. Like wherever we look, over and over again, regardless of what's happening in our life and in our world, God has given us certificates of assurance. God is inviting us over and over again to be still, to observe and experience God, and know that God is God. And so today I want to offer us just a few reminders, a few of those certificates of assurance as we seek to be God's people in the world. If you're wondering today, what does it look like to have and find a certificate of assurance? One one place you can just look all around you is in nature. Psalm 19 and 1 says this, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies proclaim the work of his hand. Just step outside and look at the trees and look at the sun, look at the clouds, look at nature, look at the running bodies of water, and you'll be able to see that God is and God is good, that God has created this world in masterful ways, and we are blessed by being able to witness God's creation. Nature is a certificate of assurance. But not only is nature a certificate of assurance, there's also the church. The church is also a certificate of assurance. And when I talk about the church, especially in this season, I'm not talking about buildings. Because the church is much more than buildings. The church is people. The church is the global family of God. Men, women, boys, and girls, past, present, and future, who have been redeemed through Jesus and who gather in worship of the one true God. And our life together, the church, when we we gather together in worship of Jesus in person or on a live stream, our, our life together, the way that we love one another, the way that we care for one another, the way that we sacrifice on behalf of the most vulnerable around us, the ways that we share the good news of the gospel, when we do those things together, when we live together as the people of God, all those things point to the reality that there is a God who knows us, who loves us, and has gone to great lengths to show us that love and redeem us. And that, my friends, is another certificate of assurance. And so we can know God and know God's love by looking at nature. We can know God and know God's love by looking at the church. And we can know God and know God's love by looking at God's word. The Bible is a certificate of assurance. It helps us to know God and it helps us to trust in God. 2 Timothy 3.16 says this, All scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. The the, the word of God is given to us, and it is very useful in our lives. 2 Timothy 3.18 says this. It reminds us that God's word causes us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so as we're seeking to know God, as we're seeking to know God's love, we look to nature, we look to the church, and we get the opportunity to look at God's word. 
As people of God, we need assurance. When we need that assurance of who God is and how God loves us, we look to nature, we look to the church, and we get the privilege of looking to God's word. Those are not the only options, but these are certainly some of the best options that we have. They help us to know God. They help us to stay rooted in God, and they help us to stand firm in trying times. In Sanctuary Family, you don't have to be a Bible scholar or a public intellectual to know that we are in trying times. For many of us, this crisis presented by COVID-19 and coronavirus is unlike anything we've ever lived through. And I acknowledge that there's some great privilege in saying that this is the hardest thing we've ever been through, but it doesn't change the fact that it's true. We, we have not lived through anything like this in the United States in a very long time. And there are difficult times, and for the vast majority of us in our church and in our nation, this is unfamiliar territory. This is new for us. And when we generally encounter new situations, what do we do? We're often confronted with fear and anxiety and stress, and, and, and there's a rise in selfish actions and selfish nature. And, and there is a, a move away from that other-centeredness that, that speaks to who we are as followers of Jesus. Even among Christians, if we're not careful, we will find ourselves drifting away from the very Christ-like ways of Jesus and doing things that speak to who the world is and not who we're called to be. If we let it, our flesh will lead us into behaving in ways that contradict our Christian faith. The good news is that we're not the first group of Christians, not the first group of God's children who found themselves in trying times. And so we don't have to rewrite the playbook. There is actually a way for us to honor God even in trying times. We're not the first ones to be faced with trials and valleys and suffering and confusion. Even, even a very simple look at the Bible tells us that there are others who have called themselves by the name of God who have over time and space known great difficulty, and yet the Lord delivers them from them all. That, that's our encouragement today. That's our hope that even though we are in trying times, although there are things happening in our world that many of us have never lived, for, but lived through before, we're not the first. That God's people have always overcome difficulties, heartache and pain. The Lord delivers them from them all. Sickness and disease. The Lord delivers us from them all. Pain and disappointment, the Lord delivers us from them all. Wars and rumors of wars, the Lord will deliver us from them all. I know Paul had this in mind when he wrote in Romans 8, For I am persuaded that neither life, nor death, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Friends, hear me today, and I wish I could reach out and, 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 and connect with you even more closely this morning, but hear me when I say this with all of my heart, no matter what troubles come our way, no matter what difficulties beset us, the Lord will deliver us from them all. That is the assurance we have today. 
And I want to take a look at a few verses, a few specific verses that I hope can remind us, I hope can remind us of this even more. Psalm 46 is a focal passage for us in our church in this season. Beginning this week, under the leadership of Pastor Rose, a number of our leaders will begin writing, will will produce a series of devotionals centered on, on Psalm 46 and on this idea of assurance. Pastor Rose is leading that effort, and I'm excited to see how God will use her gifts to bless our church again. And in this moment, I just want to take a look at three quick verses, Psalm 46, verse 1 through 3, to see what God might be saying to us here today. Here's what God's word says again, Psalm 46, verse 1, 2, and 3. It says, God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, and though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Psalm 46 is a part of a category of the Psalms known as the Songs of Zion or Zion Psalms. These particular Psalms celebrate God's protection and God's provision. They focus on God's presence in Jerusalem in the holy city and the ways in which God has preserved, preserved the holy city for his people in the Old Testament. Psalm 46 is a psalm of trust. It's written by God's people after deliverance from a threat that had seemed on the verge of breaking, of breaking them and taking them out. Some scholars believe that the songwriters wrote this song when God delivered the people from the attack of the Moabites and the Ammonites in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Other scholars suggest that maybe this was written in the days of King Hezekiah when the Assyrians threatened to destroy God's people in 2 Kings chapter 18 and 19. We don't know for certain what the historical moment was that brought about this particular psalm, but that's okay because that mystery allows you and I in situations like this to imagine ourselves being the writer of this moment. It allows us to adopt and adapt this particular truth for our present-day realities, regardless of whether it's the Moabites or the Ammonites or the Assyrians. It could be COVID-19 or some other plague or some disease that attacks our body. No matter what the form of the attack may be, the assurance that we find today in Psalm 46 is this. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. And therefore, because God is our refuge and our strength, because God is an ever-present help in trouble, we will not fear. We will not fear. We will not fear because God is our refuge. God is a place of trust. God is a shelter from danger. God is our hiding place. God is our refuge. God is not only our refuge, though. God is our strength. God sustains us. God gives us power. God causes us to do exceeding abundantly above all that we might ask, think, or imagine. God gives us the courage to say in the words of Paul that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God is our refuge. God is our strength. God is an ever-present help in trouble. 
God, God is our body-body friend. Uh, some of you may not know what it means to have a body-body friend, but we need a body-body friend. That's the friend who, regardless of when something goes down, that friend is always ready. When we're in trouble, when things seem to be falling apart, we don't have to search for God. God is our ever-present help in trouble. God is right there. Not if the trouble comes, but when the trouble comes, God is right there. You don't have to look back and wonder, does God have my back? The Word of God assures us that God is our ever-present help in trouble. We don't have to worry if He's there. God is always there. When things fall apart, God is right there. When the earth gives way, God is right there. When the mountains fall into the seas, God is right there. When the waters roam and foam and roar, God is right there. The mountains quake with their surging. God is right there fighting on our behalf. That is our assurance. That is the hope of the gospel. That is the truth of who God is, that when things seem to be falling apart all around us, God is our refuge and our strength in ever-present help in trouble. Because of that, we will not fear. We will not fear. Because God is our refuge, our strength, and ever-present help in trouble, we will not fear. And when we move beyond fear, sanctuary family, then we can faithfully prepare. We move beyond fear and we faithfully prepare. The reason we're not together in person today is because we're being faithful. We are faithfully preparing. Don't let anybody look down on you because your church didn't meet in person today. We are being faithful. We are caring for brothers and sisters who are vulnerable because of this virus. That is why we are not gathering today. We're not being fearful. We're being faithful. We're being wise. There is no fight between common sense and God's word. God gives us a brain and we are called to use it. And that's why we're not meeting in person today, because we want to protect one another and we want to do our part to slow down the spread of this disease that is tearing families apart. Brothers and sisters, God is with us. God has assured us we don't have to be afraid and we can faithfully prepare. And so over the next few weeks as a church family, we are going to be faithful. We're going to stay connected we're, we're going to take care of ourselves. We want to continue to care for our neighbors here in North Minneapolis, and we will do it from a place of not fear, but of faithful preparation. And so we invite you this week, even this week, to just continue to plug into our Facebook group. Continue to lean into your life groups. Continue to call one another, text one another, check in with one another. If you have needs, reach out. Don't suffer in silence. Don't let this be a moment where you fall into some sort of dark space. We want to love on you and walk with you in this season. Hopefully by now all of you have received the email that we sent out on Friday. But I want to offer just a few reminders, a few announcements and reminders of how we might be together as a people of God. I also encourage you to go to sanctuarycub.org for our latest updates and to find all this information there. For the next two weeks, we have canceled all in-person gatherings 
that sanctuary had been sponsoring, whether that be our Sunday gathering or our life groups or the men's event that we had coming up. All those events are on hold for the next several weeks as we get a sense of what's going on with this disease. I want to encourage you, though, although we won't meet in person, let's keep connecting. Stay connected. Lean into your life group. Engage on our Facebook page and our Facebook group. Pick up the phone. Call one another. Pray together. This is a time not where we might be called to prayer, but we're definitely called to prayer in this season. Let's stay connected. And let's, let's keep caring for one another. Let's keep caring for one another. If you have a need or if you have something to share, be, be willing to reach out. Call us at Sanctuary's main number, 612-692-6571, or 6575 as well. Email us. Let us know what your needs are. Speak out in, in the Facebook group so that we might care for one another. I also want to invite us to keep growing together. By midweek of this week, we're going to have that devotional begin to roll out so that you can continue to study God's Word. A number of people are setting up prayer gatherings via Zoom and other uh, Google Hangout and other technologies. We want to be praying together. Let's be creative in how we engage with one another and connect to God in this season. And the final reminder is this. Let's, stop, let's, let's not stop giving. Let's not stop giving because ministry is not going to stop. In fact, this season is presenting us and has already presented us with a number of opportunities to serve and bless one another even more. And so don't stop giving. Let's continue to fuel the mission of the church through your regular giving. If you're one of the few people who don't already give online, we want to invite you to go to sanctuarycov.org slash give and set up online giving now. There will be opportunities as needs arise to give and support one another. Brothers and sisters, I want to close with this. I want you to know that I, I absolutely love being your pastor. It is a privilege for me to lead our congregation through this time. Would I have ever wanted this to happen? No. And, and I wish I knew a way to make it come to an end right now. But for as long as God has us in this space, as long as this situation is around, I want to call our church to let's be the very best sanctuary we can be. Let's lean into our mission and our vision, our values. Let's be the church that so many of you know and love. And I believe God will honor our faithfulness. And I believe God will see us through. And I know we will be better on the other side. So, brothers and sisters, we're going to have one more worship song together. I want to encourage you, if you haven't already, go ahead and send in prayer requests. We're going to spend some time at the end of our time together praying. But we want you to know that we are here for you, and we're excited. Even in the midst of this unsettling time, we are excited for what God's doing among us and for us. God bless you.